What's going on, everybody? I am your host, Coach Reggie, and I am excited to be back uh, just bringing you another episode of Purpose Above the Rim. Man, it's been a long time. It's been a real long time, over a year since I recorded our last episode, which is okay. Things take place in life, and we all experience transition of some sort. Uh, so there was a lot of transition that took place in my life, uh, primarily uh, a move uh, from one region of the country to another. Uh, but God definitely had his hand on it, and it was definitely something that was uh, needed. And I am just absolutely blessed beyond measure at the good things that the good Lord has been doing in my life and the life of those around me. So we are back here, purpose above the rim. Uh, and we're just going to talk just a little bit. I'm not going to take too much time, uh, but we are going to talk just for a little bit, man. And and I'm thinking about comebacks. Obviously, I'm making a comeback here on purpose above the rim. And when I think about comebacks, there is one story that comes to my mind. Now, I'm a basketball guy. And so I know that several people out there listening are athletes of some sort or former athletes. Some have played basketball, some have not. One of the greatest comebacks that I have witnessed as a fan and a student of the game is none other than Michael Jeffrey Jordan. So here's the scene. You have MJ, right, playing with the Bulls. We got three straight championships, Three straight championships, a three-peat. Three-peats in the NBA just don't happen all that much. But my man, MJ, led the Bulls to a three-peat. On top of the world, already being regarded as the greatest to ever do it, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Yes, that Michael Jordan. Then out of the blue, he decides to retire. He retired. This man was on top of his game he was all world, literally all world, because in 92, we saw uh, the dream team. We saw the dream team. He was on top of the world, and he left the game in his prime, in his prime. During his absence away from basketball, he decides to take up baseball. He had a stint in the minor leagues. Uh, it was a lot of news surrounding him to see what is MJ going to do and things like that. Uh, and after about a year and a half or so playing minor league baseball um, and also after the production of one Space Jam movie, shout out to Space Jam. Nonetheless, he decides to step away from the game of baseball and makes a return to basketball. So he finished out. Uh, that first season, he was only able to play in a few games there. Um, but that next year, oh, man, MJ was on top of his game again. It did not take him that long to get back into all-world best of the best shape. He quickly, quickly rose back to that level of greatness that he was playing at when he retired. Well, the next three seasons, he leads his team to another three-peat. Another three-peat. Crazy. Crazy. Many people believe that he would not have lost a championship if he uh, did not retire. Of course, we will never, ever know that. But nonetheless, he three-peated, retired, came back, and three-peated again. Absolutely crazy. You want to talk about a comeback? That is a comeback. Well, why am I talking about comebacks? Yes, it is true. I am coming back right now. 
We are coming back with purpose above the rim and hope to deliver some episodes, uh, just a couple each month, not overdoing it as it's not a full-time thing for me, but there are some things that's on my heart that has definitely needs to be discussed. So we are coming back with purpose above the rim, but it also ties into the direction that we're headed because I want to be able to bring some spiritual values uh, into our podcast, into each episode. Each episode is not going to be uh, a super long, but just enough to be able to talk and, and hit on some few points. And so I believe that God uh, loves a comeback. When I look at some people who made some great comebacks in the Bible, there's a couple of people who come to my mind. First person that comes to my mind is Job. Job was a prosperous man. He was wealthy, no doubt. He had a whole lot going for him. Uh, and then he lost it all. He lost it all. Uh, see, what happened was uh, Satan actually had a conversation with God. And basically, he wanted to come against Job. It's interesting because he wanted to come against Job, but God gave him the permission to do so, right? Because Job was blameless. So let me know that yeah, God is in control, but he does allow things to happen. That's a deeper theological uh, conversation than what we have some time for. But nonetheless, that is very, very interesting to see that. So God allows Satan to come against Job. Job loses everything. He loses his health. He loses his wealth. Uh, other people were coming against Job. His own wife came against him. That's absolutely crazy. Not a whole lot was going good for my main man, Job. And so for a big chunk of these chapters in the book of Job, we see his friends trying to come at him, his wife coming at him. Uh, we see Job complaining. We see all different types of things. In the end, Job recognizes some things that the Lord wanted him to see. God really, really placed some things in Job's heart. And Job had everything restored and he had everything doubled. So not only was things restored, but it was doubled. It was a comeback, but it was a God ordained comeback. Uh, and Job responded well to the adversity that he faced. The second comeback that comes to my mind in the Bible is Joseph. Joseph at a young age was not liked by his brothers at all. And then his brothers sold him into slavery. You want to talk about some family issues? Yes, <laughs> those are some family issues right there. But the thing of it is this, those things didn't even hold him back. Those things didn't hold Joseph back. God had a plan for his life. And so after he was sold into slavery, uh, Joseph was serving in Potiphar's house. Uh, he became uh, basically the man in charge of all the other servants. And then Potiphar's wife came against him. So now after that, Joseph was thrown in prison. While Joseph was in prison, uh, some things took place. He was interpreting some dreams and things like that. And the next thing you know, by the grace of God, Joseph is now the second in command to Pharaoh. To Pharaoh. So Potiphar was a commander uh, Pharaoh was the head honcho. And so Joseph is now second in command to Pharaoh. Egypt, the land is about to go through some famine. Joseph, with God-given wisdom, comes up with the plan. Pharaoh says, do whatever Joseph tells you. Famine hits. And then in the story, we see Joseph's brothers traveling to Egypt because famine hit their land. 
Now his brothers did not know him, but Joseph quickly recognized his brothers. At the end, we saw Joseph had great compassion, but we saw that Joseph was able to save his family from famine. So Joseph went from the pit to the palace, but it was all to fulfill God's purpose to save his people. That's a comeback. As much as I'm talking about comebacks, these comebacks don't even compare to the greatest comeback in history, which is that of Jesus. Jesus died and rose again. That was all a part of God's plan. But the thing I love about it, Jesus, when he prayed before the crucifixion, he said, Lord, may your will be done. May your will be done. Not my will, but your will. See, what people don't recognize is Jesus did not have to go through with the crucifixion. He could have chose otherwise, but he said, I came to do everything my father has instructed me to do. Jesus was obedient even to the point of death on a cross. He died and he rose again. That's how much God loves us. He loves us so much that he sent his son to die. But whoever believes in his son, whoever believes in Jesus will not perish, but will see eternal life. So this life that we are living right now, it is temporary. It is not eternal. We place our faith in Christ. We believe. We live for him. We walk in step with the spirit. It leads to the promise of eternal life. After Jesus rose again, he was here uh, on his on earth for about 40 days. And then he ascended into heaven. So many powerful things took place while Jesus walked this earth and lives were changed. So where am I going with this? A lot of us, we face setbacks. We face setbacks. And a lot of people allow those setbacks to hold them back. They can't see past the setback and they don't see any type of hope for the future. Don't lose hope. Your setback does not have to hold you back, but hopefully it stirs your heart to act because God is preparing you for a comeback. He's preparing you for a comeback. So don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Keep holding on. God's got a plan for you. God has a plan for you. So if you've experienced a setback, whether it's a setback in sport or a setback in life, don't allow it to keep you down. Don't allow it to hold you back, but recognize that your setback is an opportunity for a comeback and it's an opportunity for God to work so mightily in your heart and in your life that all you can do is give glory back to him, which is what he completely and always deserves. <laughs>